I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about, not just do your business. What I try to do is take different topics that will really help you to take your business to the next level. This particular subset of the Remodeling Mastery series is really focused on sales. And I bring that up because 12 months ago, the dynamic in terms of the sales environment was very different than it is right now. Your homeowners now have kind of escaped from captivity in many ways are almost a little bit feral and therefore it's important that your sales skills are as sharp as they can be so you can kind of counterbalance what we were experiencing in terms of the order taker mentality. This podcast series is really supported and sponsored by many of my friends out in the industry, certainly including Professional Remodeler Magazine. So today I want to talk about a subject that really is you know, kind of connected and threaded to many of the other things that I've talked about over the last several months. And it's focusing on sales success habits. As I look at the most successful people, they're actually having very good, strong, and even many cases, record sales in the environment right now. And what fundamentally separates them, I think, from those that were very good and even had very good sales a year ago versus today, has more to do with their behaviors and their attitudes and their habits than it does fundamentally the cards that they're actually dealt with. What I find interesting with salespeople and sales teams Oftentimes, there's a lot of discussion about the environment, about how the marketplace is holding you back as opposed to uh, as opposed to you holding you back. You know, I'm just a big believer. Yes, of course, it's a little bit wonky out there, a little stormy out there, but it's really up to you. It's not the market that is making you more or less successful. It's what you're doing with the cards you're dealt with. And I think this notion of success habits has a lot to do with uh, your ability to really be successful. So I've come up with 10, I think, success habits. I encourage you to listen to this recording, maybe listen to it again. Uh, you know, kind of judge yourself. How do I kind of measure up with some of these habits? And maybe you'll find that one or two or three of them you're a little bit weaker on and you can actually tighten that up. I was talking to a very successful salesperson the other day that I've been coaching for the last several years. And he said, you know, Mark, it's that one or 2% that makes a difference. And as I reflected on his comment, I think it's really relevant to what I'm talking about today. In many cases, it's just one or two of these habits that you need to just kind of add or weave into your game. And I think you're going to be more successful. So, Number one on my list is the whole notion of planning and mastering your time. You know, the most successful people not just talk about organization and time management, but they actually have systems in place. It's been said, you know, plan your day today, every day, then work your plan. Don't worry necessarily about two weeks from now, but you've got to have a good plan for the day. And in that plan, you got to build in all of the planned behaviors and activities, but you also have to assume that there's going to be time to be light afoot and call audibles and 
at the end of the day, you need to have a very balanced day, a very balanced plan for your day to be able to think more clearly and and certainly be more successful. Number two success habit I see is the most successful have a sales process. Now, what's interesting, in some cases, they have a sales process, and they don't even fully, fully appreciate their process. But then I have them walk through the process with me, and it's pretty clear that they have a process, and they are level four mastery in their process. You know, this net notion of, of mastery and being a level four is really important. Just to recap that four levels of mastery for you before I move on. Level one is when you're unconsciously incompetent about something. Level two, where you're consciously incompetent. And level three is where you're consciously competent, where you have to think about what you're doing. But those that have reached the level four, whether it's in martial arts or cooking or, or sports or whatever it is, are unconsciously competent. So this is also true when it comes to a sales process is that you don't have to think about it. You can kind of be in the moment with a client. You can look for those little subtleties and opportunities to weave in additional things, but it's a process itself, the fundamental process that allows that to happen. Now, I really endorse a nine-step process. However, there are different processes out there that really work. But the question is, do you have a process? Can you write down this process? Can you work on each of the individual steps within the sales process? And if you can, it's going to be important for you to have that to take your game to the next level. Number three on my success habits list is the most successful keep in touch. They keep in touch with their past clients. They keep in touch with certainly team members. They keep in touch with strategic alliances and manufacturers and those that have helped them along. But specifically, when it comes to keeping in touch with your clients, you really think about this for a minute. You know, your past clients oftentimes will close at a 60, 70, 80% close rate Whereas other clients, the new raw leads might close at 10 or 20%. So why wouldn't you keep in touch? You know, if you really truly believe that your core purpose is to get out there and develop relationships and help people, and if you have, you create clients, projects will follow, you've got to keep in touch. But you have to have systems and processes in place really to keep in touch. One thing I created many, many years ago for me that was I had a one-a-day vitamin, a call a day with a past client, and it was very simple. That call was just to say hello and keep in touch, but over the years that represented millions and millions of dollars in business because I was always top of mind. I was always out there. I was always listening to what the client, the past client had to say and really letting them know whether we or someone else was the most equipped to be able to handle their problem moving forward. Number four on my list of success habits is the most successful out there, they leverage coaching. They're really more students of sales. They're almost sponges 
of learning different techniques, words, ideas. You know, if you go back to some of the earlier podcasts on sales mastery, there's so much there. How much time have you gone back and not only listened to some of those sales masteries that you've heard on the podcast, but also tried to implement some of those things and really look and study and think about your craft? You know, look at this as other professional athletes or other professional musicians. I mean, they spend hours and hours practicing and then they perform on the field. You know, the true, true success habit is to practice. And the kind of practice that you have to do has got to be effective practice. Okay, number five on my list is it's the success habit is also knowing your numbers. Now, there's a lot of complexity and fun, quite frankly, in looking at sales numbers. You can look at very simple things in terms of sales, but you also look at close rate. You look at average ticket size. You look at the conversion rates at different steps along the way. I think all those numbers are meaningful, but what's also super important, the most successful people look at the numbers in the right cycle. I look work with a lot of different companies, and oftentimes they're looking at their numbers on the wrong cycle. They're looking at their numbers on a monthly cycle when it should be a quarterly cycle. They're looking at m- m- numbers on a quarterly cycle that should be a semi-annual cycle. But you have to have the right cycle that you're looking at the numbers and studying the numbers and having them be more meaningful. Otherwise, you're going to probably overreact and it's going to affect your psyche when it comes to how well you're doing. But at a minimum, you've got to be investing a little bit of time every week in terms of just studying these numbers. It doesn't take a lot of time. It might take 15 or 20 minutes, but at least you know, top of mind, what your key key metrics are. Number six success habit is that the most successful out there leverage their team. They believe that remodeling sales is a team sport, not an individual sport. You know, the more you think about production as an arm in the sales process, you think about uh, different people along the way, whether it's in marketing or strategic alliances or even your trade partners as part of the sales process. They think of it as a sales team as a, as, and leveraging the team. So the most successful out there really do. They deputize the different people around them to really help their sales, help the company's sales be more successful. Uh, number seven on my list that I find with, success, with the successful people that also relates to this time management is that they have a, they're masterful at saying no. Uh, they know the right client, they know the right project, and they know not just how to say no, but how to say no gracefully to the client. You know, the clients called you, prospects called you because they wanted to be helped in some way. Not necessarily they were having to do business with you. So if you are going to be moving on or you realize they're not the right client or the right project for you, you have to do this in a graceful, helpful manner. And the most successful not only are skilled at that, but really make it a point to not waste time and be able to say no. Number eight on my list of success habits for salespeople is they have a balanced and manage the balance sales pipeline. 
Now, I've worked with many different salespeople over the years, and it's fairly common when you get a kind of a, a, an abundance of opportunities that you want to move towards closure, you oftentimes just say to yourself, you know, I don't have time to go out and do some of these fundamental habits when it comes to uh, the, the, uh, managing the pipeline. But that's just not very smart because if, in fact, you forget about what you need to do on the front end in terms of lead generation and in terms of just keeping in touch with past clients, all of those kind of nurturing things, if you are too busy to do those kind of things, what's going to happen is when you run through your pipeline and you have some scarcity out there, you will start to revert more to being desperate and not hungry. So if you think about it like a pipe and flowing through the pipe, you have different activities at different times in the sales uh, sales process. You know, you need to be spending the right amount of time all along. Now, this doesn't mean you don't have ups and downs in terms of when you're spending time. But what you do not want is letting the well go dry, letting the well go dry on your prospecting, letting the well go dry and keeping in touch with prospects and past clients and on the initial leads. You need to continue to have that lead flow coming in if, in fact, you want to keep those skills and keep those habits where they need to be. Number nine on my list is, uh, and you've heard this in earlier podcasts, is it? it's really, really important to pivot. Now, years ago, I, I was talking about, you know, you need to change or become irrelevant. And I think, honestly, that was probably too drastic for a lot of people. But as a sales success habit, you need to pivot. You need to call audibles. You need to adjust. And a lot of times those adjustments are one or two degrees. They're not drastic things. They're one or two degrees, but you need to be light enough afoot and adjust to the environment, to the market, to the client, to the internal situation, to supply chain, to pricing, and and just literally tweak and add a little bit more, a little bit less into what you're doing. And I think if you can adjust and tweak and pivot, you're going to find that journey being much, much healthier and more successful for you. And number 10 on my list, but certainly not not the last or the least, is that the most successful out there in terms of success habits know how to get their mojo back. Now, in this environment, it's going to be normal to get into a funk. It's going to be normal to have good days and then bad days, good weeks and bad days, bad weeks. But the success habit I would encourage you to try to weave in is how to get your mojo back because the most successful can get their mojo back in a much, much more fast, positive way. So a couple little techniques that I've used myself and certainly encourage for others to use. I, about every 10 days, write a list of all the positive things in my life and then all the negative. And without any exception, the positives are always 10 to 14 things and the negative are one to three things. And what's interesting about the negative, they generally are very specific things that I can adjust and control and make them a little bit better, make them a little bit more positive. So just a quick way to snap out of it. Uh, Another way in sales in particular is go out and get a small win. You know, what's 
The best time to sell something is right after you sold something. So therefore, if you can't get a whale or monster kind of win, don't worry about that. Go get a couple of small sales. And what will happen with those smaller sales is they'll start to prime the pump and start to have the flow go in much, much more. So there's a lot of different ways. But, you know, this whole notion of misery loves company just Choose not to participate. The more that you're around the muck of all the misery and all the challenges and all the things out there, the more I think you're going to suffer. So I would very much see as a habit, develop and have into your game how to snap out of it, how to get your mojo back. So I want to kind of just summarize, you know, this notion of creating success habits it's not about the most successful or the smartest or the most successful or the hardest workers. You know, in many cases, it's just their behaviors. It's their mindset. It's their attitude that it, what they have in place to create the right kind of results. So I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the different Sales Mastery podcasts that we've done over the course of the last several months. There's a lot of really good nuggets in there that I think will help you take your game to the next level. Take care, everyone.